it's Brandi Taylor. Welcome to the Business Beauty Network Podcast, where business meets beauty. It's not just lipstick, it's business. We will share thought-provoking conversations with business and beauty professionals. Our goal is to empower, motivate, and inspire you to take your business to the next level. Hey, it's Brandi Taylor, the beauty business coach. I help beauty pros get unstuck and create the beauty business of their dreams. It's truly my goal to help beauty pros work smarter and not harder. I feel that you can truly do what you love and make great money doing it and have a thriving beauty business. I want to see more of us do just that. I'm opening up my VIP beauty biz coaching program for 12 beauty bosses. If you're ready to level up your beauty business, to make more money, to work smarter and not harder, and maybe have some Saturdays off. Yes, you could definitely have Saturdays off if you build the beauty brand of your dreams. I would love to work with you. I would love to help you to create just that. I've worked with many beauty professionals on their beauty business goals, and this program is tailored just for you. Find out more about how you can work with me as your business coach by booking a call. You can check the link in the show notes. I hope to work with you soon. As always, stay great, and I'm out. Hey, welcome to the podcast. It's a new day, a new week, and a new episode of the Business Beauty Network podcast. Welcome, welcome. Happy Monday. I'm super, super excited to share today's episode with you. Have some great content in store for you. Make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast wherever you are listening to. You don't want to miss an episode. We will have more episodes coming out more frequently this year. And I have been working really hard to bring that to you. But make sure that you are subscribed so you don't miss a beat and sharing is caring. So if you know a beauty professional or someone who would be interested in learning more about the awesome content that we share here, make sure that you share the episode as well. Let's connect. I would love to connect with you on Instagram at I am Brandy Taylor. Definitely tag me there. Let me know how you're loving the podcast and leave us a review on Apple. It really, really helps. We are now on YouTube as well, so make sure that you subscribe to Biz Beauty Network on YouTube and you will be able to find some of our episodes behind the scenes and awesome content there as well. But now that all of that's out of the way, I have an awesome, awesome episode in store for you today. I want to start off by giving you my quote because we didn't release an episode last week, which was Martin Luther King's birthday. I wanted to give one of my favorite quotes by him. The Martin Luther King quote I would like to share today is, if you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But by all means, keep moving. Martin Luther King Jr. And I love that because that that says to me, don't quit. Like no matter what it is, I don't care if you got to crawl, scrape or whatever you got to do, don't quit. Do not quit your pursuit to live the life of your dreams, to walk in your purpose. Whatever it is that you were placed here to do, don't stop until you're able to do it. Do not quit on your dreams. Don't quit on yourself. And I think that is a phenomenal quote for today. And it really goes with today's episode. I had a great, great conversation with Annette Campbell, and she is the owner of the tax experience. And she is going to share a little bit of finance tips and all of those things, but I really allowed Annette to share her story more than anything. 
I met her roughly about maybe a month or two ago and we had an awesome conversation and I really thought that Annette had a phenomenal story. I love the entrepreneurial journey and I know sometimes it can seem like this is all, you know, glittering and gold and everything is fabulous with the entrepreneurial journey when you're looking at it from like social media and on the outside looking in. But it's not an easy journey, but it's a very rewarding one. And I think she has a great story that can really help you if you're going through some of the things that, that Annette has gone through, or maybe you're feeling like you're losing right now. So many things aren't going your way and you're like, is it just me because it looks like everyone else is succeeding? I know I've been there when it comes to being an entrepreneur, feeling like I was the only one that it was hard for me. You know, like, it, am I the only one it's hard for? And I want to tell you that you're not alone, that, you know, the journey can be hard, but it's worth it and don't quit. Remember that quote by Martin Luther King. But here is a little bit of Annette's bio. Annette Campbell is the CEO and founder of the Tax Experience and Motivational Speaker. As a tax accountant, she helps business owners take the necessary financial steps to build wealth through business. And then is passionate about helping people take their lives back financially so that they can live the life of their dreams. After facing her own life challenges and financial struggles, she is now breaking generational curses within her own family. And it is her passion to empower, motivate, and inspire others. I think you're really going to enjoy this episode, and here it goes. Hey, welcome to the podcast. It's your host, Brandy Taylor. We have an awesome guest today, Annette Campbell. Welcome, Annette. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for being on. So, Annette, before we learn about the tax experience and all the awesome things you're doing with your business, tell us something about yourself that most people would not know. Say most people would not know that I used to bartend. You know, me being in the finance and tax industry, they're probably like, This you used to do what? Yes, I used to bartend. I love to make drinks, I love to host. So that's some a little fun fact about me. That's fun. That's fun. What's your favorite drink to make? I love making different types of mimosas because I feel like everybody's just so used to the the plain Jane, just the orange juice and the champagne. So I like to mix it up with a whole bunch of little other stuff. I make like apple cider mimosas. I make all these different types of different types of mimosas. So my friends always tell me I can make a good drink. So <laughs> awesome. Apple cider mimosa. I never heard of that before. And I hadn't tried many, but a few years ago, pre, you know, pandemic and all those things. I did a brunch and we actually had, it was a business and beauty brunch and we actually had a mobile mimosa bar. So it was a lady who did like these mimosas and I think her business was the mimosa room. And so she had set up the bar. She did all these unique mimosas with the strawberries and different things. And that was the first time I actually tried different varieties. I had always just had the classic mimosa. So I love a fun spin on it. Yes, definitely. That sounds cool. I love that. The mimosa room. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. It was awesome. So she traveled at that particular to different events and set up like the mobile bar. Gotcha. Gotcha. But that's awesome. So I love mimosa. So that's fun, fun. I, and sometimes I wish I knew how to make more drinks at home and make it easier. But I think a mimosa, <laughs> basic one is easy, but I'm not like fancy like you, I'm sure. <laughs> I could teach you a few things. <laughs> oh, I, I'm a girl. I'm a girl. Awesome, awesome. 
So tell us about your, you know, entrepreneurial journey. I know, um, you know, that you had an interesting journey to leading up to where you are now in your business. So tell us a little bit about your journey. Yes, yes, of course. So as we all know, the entrepreneurship journey is a crazy journey. Um, and mine was definitely just an amazing journey, but I definitely had some, a lot of things that happened. So um, I went to school for business and accounting. So as, you know, probably everybody who, you know, graduated high school, you know, the first thing your parents telling you, you need to go to college. So I did that, went, studied that. And I always had the aspiration, like I was going to be um, this accountant that worked, you know, in corporate America behind a desk. Um, and that's how they taught us in college, like being your boss. That's kind of how they, they told us that that's what it looked like. They didn't really teach us about entrepreneurship. So after I graduated, I ended up getting a job in banking and I was, I was doing well. Like I was, I had like a career job. I worked there for about five years, but as I was working and I started to, um, understand that I'm just like, I'm not able to go on vacation how I want to. I'm kind of like working to pay bills as you guys probably all know how that is. And the light bulb kind of clicked off in my head one day when I was sitting at work and I'm just like, this is not really supposed to be how my life is supposed to be. Like, I know, like, this is not, this is, they lied to us. This is not how <laughs> life is supposed to be. They told us to go to college and then our life is going to be great. We're going to be able to do all these things. And that just did not happen. So in the process of me having that, that light bulb moment, a friend of mine um, called me and said, Hey, Annette, you know, do you keep your options open? I was, you know, do you, do you, are you interested in different business opportunities? I'm like, yeah, sure. So I sat down with him. I started with my first business. It was an MLA business. It was helping people save on gas and electricity. Um, and I was exposed to wealth at that time. I was exposed to millionaires through this opportunity and, you know, them telling their stories on how they went through hard challenges and things in their life and how they started to make a lot of money, millions of dollars. You know, I met millionaires and they told me their journeys and their stories. So as this is happening, I was just like, okay, so there's obviously a different life out here that I can't be living. And why am I not exposed to this? So because everything around me, you know, you know, my growing up, you know, kind of in the poverty based, you know, area and just seeing that nobody else around me is trying to, you know, do more, want more for their lives. They're only taught one way and they only are teaching me like, okay, yeah, you got to work. So I started doing that business opportunity and I started to take off. In the midst of that happening, I lose my job, you guys, you know, and we never think like, you're going to lose your job until it happens. You guys, I had no savings account. Like I told you, I was kind of robbing Peter to pay Paul and life just came tumbling down fast. So I can't, I went from working a job, right, to not working. And that was a domino effect. So obviously, if you lose your main source of income, you can't pay for things, right? So I, I was just about to get uh, my, I was leasing a car and I was just about to sign to my contract to actually finance it. Couldn't do that anymore, you guys. So I went from driving a, a brand new car to not having a car anymore. Yeah. And then my lease, to my house was up that same month. So I just was like, you know what? Like, I guess I have to, I can't stay here anymore. Like, you know, and think you know, in the midst of all the craziness, God is still looking out, right? Because it, I could have got evicted or something like that, but I had to make a hard decision and I decided to move out um, of my apartment. So 
if you can imagine losing everything all at the same time, you talk about devastating. I was just like, this cannot be happening to me right now. But Due to me starting that new business, we talked a lot about self-development. So I was listening to a lot of motivational speakers and I did have a sense of a, a part of me knew that this was not my final destiny, but it's hard to actually like see that when you're in the, in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. So I asked my um, a close family member, I asked them, can I stay with them? And they pretty much told me no. So I went to my mom. I didn't really want to move, move in with my mom. You guys, you guys know how it is with the parents. I told myself, I told my mom, I'm never moving back home. And it was just so, I felt like, oh my gosh, I got to go back to my mom and say, ask her, can I move in? And my mom was trying to charge me a thousand dollars. You guys, I'm going to pay you a thousand. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You not got evicted from your apartment. I'm like, you're going to have to give me a G. So I'm just like, mom, like, I'm just like, mom, I can't pay you a thousand dollars if I just lost my job. Like, how do you expect me to pay this? And mind you, like me and my mom, we've never had the greatest relationship, but I was just like, okay, at this point I have to do, I have to, you know, you know, go back if I have to. So I was like, you know what? I'm not dealing with, I I can't. So I'll go ask my grandma. My grandma let me move in with her. So I moved all my stuff into taking all my stuff out of my apartment. And mind you, you guys, I've been living on my own for the last five years or so. So if you imagine, I never asked anybody for anything. Like I've been taking care of myself. So, you know, having to start all over again was just like, oh my gosh, your freedom, everything is just being started stripped <laughs> away from you. So Long story short, I started, move, I lived, I live with my grandma at the time. My grandma was still suffering from a suffering addict and I had no idea. So I started living there and my, and our agreement was, you know, I'm my grandma, you know, I just need to stay here for a little while to get my, my, get me, get my feet back on the ground. And she was like, okay, no problem. And my only responsibility was to pay um, one of her bills, which was, I think it was the cable bill. And I was like, okay, cool. So at that time, you guys, I was just like, I went through a depression because I was just like, I can't believe like everything that I worked so hard for in my life is just gone. Mm -hmm. So I, I was just on, I was a rebel. I was like, I'm not working for nobody. Like forget these jobs. I need to work for myself. So I started like really building my, that business, but you guys, you got to be realistic with yourself. I had to be realistic with myself. And I'm just like, you know what? Like, I got to get another job. But in the middle of all of that, I was able to perfect my craft, which was taxes. So I was started off doing taxes for my family and friends. And I was just like my one of my friends, she told me, like, Annette, you need to do this. Like, you're really good at this. She was like, you've been helping my family. Like, she was like, you've been really doing this for years. Like, you really need to take this serious. And I'm just like, no, like, I just rather do you guys is. I don't know if I want to be doing this for strangers. So I was like, well, if I am, let me go actually work for a company. And you guys, I started working at H&R Block. And during that moment of me not having a job, I went there and started working there full time. I'm like, well, let me actually perfect my craft. I started working there. I was number one in the district, you guys, my first season there. I brought in so many clients. And the district manager, he asked me, he's like, Annette, would you want to become district manager, office manager? And I'm like, whoa, 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 hold on. This is just my first tax season. I don't think I'm ready for this. So he says, I, I was like, well, may, like maybe year two, but I don't think I don't think I'm ready for that. Mind you, he saw the potential in me that I didn't see in myself in the beginning. So you guys, I finished my tax season and I started looking for another job. So I finally got a job at Department of Education, you guys. When I say, so 
I skipped the part actually. So my grandma, I was, I stayed there. I got my job. I got a new job. I got an, um, another car. So I got me a little hoopty y'all. Cause I couldn't go when, when you literally are starting from the bottom, working your way up, you have to make better decisions and habits, you guys. And I had it. I had to make some tough decisions and I just was like, I just need a car. I just need something that I couldn't afford no car payment at the time. Cause I'm still building myself back up. So I'm like, I did have some money. Um, from the pension that I had for my job that I used to get my vehicle. And it's so crazy because the the week that I got my car is the same week that I got hired at the job. And the job was originally going to be in an area that I was going to be able to go. Um, I was going to be able to get a bus to, but now they wanted me to drive 45 minutes. So thank God I had got my car because I was just like, dang, I don't want to, you know, lose out on this job. You guys, this was a job making $20 an hour. You know, it's hard to find jobs nowadays that's making that amount of money. I had to take this job because I knew that was going to be how I was going to get back to where I was supposed to be. So I finally... I want to tap into some, not not to cut you off, but I want to tap into some before we really dive into this story because, Annette, first of all, you... You've gone through a lot, and I really appreciate your transparency because a lot of us have gone through similar things, but people don't share it. We only really see the highlight reels of what you know it takes to be an entrepreneur. But you know, you were broke down to nothing, having to go live with your grandma. And I love that you like I'm very entrepreneurial. You like I don't want to work for nobody, but you had to tap into your craft. So you knew like maybe I just need to go get a job so that I can learn. And I'm pretty sure like when you work these different jobs. Did you actually learn how to be a better tax person, how to do things better and, and, and which prepared you for where you are now? And I just wanted to say that and stop there real quickly because don't really get caught up in what it looks like. It's never what it seems, right? It's never what it looks like. It's always It always looks worse than what it is. And you're not defined by your current situation. So no matter where you are, that doesn't define you. And that doesn't mean that you can't be successful or have a great business. And so I just really appreciate you sharing that and everything. But yeah, let's get kind of back into it. You know, you, you were living with your grandma and all of this stuff is going on. You got the car, you got the job. Now you got to drive 45 minutes away. That's where you're at. So we can like kind of go back into that. Yes, yes, definitely. So I... I was so happy about that job, got that job. And I'm like, I knew, um, and before I did, um, as I'm getting that job too, I did get a new apartment because my grandma ended up kicking me out, you guys. So it turned into a crazy situation. It's like, it's like, I'm sure a lot of people, you guys can relate. You know, it's like when you're trying to climb that ladder, you're trying to get, do better and build yourself up and want more for yourself. It's always going to be something that, and it's so crazy to say this, that sometimes it will be family that's trying to pull you back down. So like I told you guys, my, my grandma has been suffering from, you know, the disease of addiction and kicked me out. So I had no choice. So I moved back in with my mom for, at that time, my mom was like, okay, that's wrong. Why did she do that? Now my mom let me move in, but my mom was still being crazy too. Made me sleep on the floor, you guys. And during that moment, and I say this to say that during those moments, if you can ever even imagine the hurt that I was going through, because you're my mom, why are you making me do this? I was manifesting my tax business, saying that I was going to have a tax business, knowing that I was already doing the necessary steps to make sure that I am 
ready. A lot of our jobs are training us to do what they do. They're training us to be entrepreneurs. They're training us to be managers. They're they're literally giving us the blueprint. So we have to be careful. We have to be mindful while we work in these jobs. Soak it all in. Just take it in. Take their processes, their procedures. Like not saying that you, you know, you know, obviously don't do it to where you're going to get in trouble. But like these, they're literally training us to to execute those same things those same uh, those same goals that you you know that you can put towards your craft or your skill or your product or service so got the job right so i'm 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 finally i'm happy i moved into i remember like yesterday it was 2018 going into 2000 2019 i had my car you guys i had my apartment again and i had my job so i feel like yes i'm back i made it through the struggle so I'm working and I told myself, I said, this is my last job. Like, this is going to be my final job. Like, I'm not going to get stuck. And I remember when I, the first day that I started working there, you guys, it was this guy. I remember like yesterday, he was, he told me, he was like, Annette, you ain't going to want to, he said, you ain't going to want to, um, become an entrepreneur and start your own business. Once you start working here, you're going to start making a lot of money. He was like, I wanted to become a doctor. And when I started working here, you know, I lost that dream. And I told him, I'm like, you know what? I said, that would never be me. And I said, watch. <laughs> and from that moment, you guys, that is it, such a, 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 a moment that I will always remember because I was very determined. When you go into these jobs, I know some of us are working jobs and they hate, you hate it. You, you don't want to be there you got to have a plan. I went into that job with a plan of action. I said, okay, I'm only going to work here and I'm going to make enough money to get myself to a good place financially, right? Because after losing everything, you guys, I wasn't in a great place financially and I had to unlearn these bad decisions and habits. So now that I had a second chance to start over and do it right this time, I had a plan. So I worked there for two years and the pandemic happened. So I actually, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm missing a part. So I launched my business, my tax business, you guys. So I stopped working at H&R Block. I said, I worked there for three years and I finally gained, gained the courage to actually say, you know what, this is it. Like I can go off on my own and start my tax business. And you guys, you know, I'm, 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 I was, it took me two, three years to do it because in the middle of that, I worked at an accounting firm and I worked at TurboTax, you guys. So I had a lot of different experience with different companies and things like that. And I was just like, well, who's going to actually come to me? Everybody always go. Everybody goes to TurboTax. Everybody goes to H&R Block. You know, who's going to actually come to me? And I was just like, you know what, Annette, you got to do it. You got to try, you guys, because I was working there making pennies and I'm building and, and these companies are billion dollar businesses. You know, I'm, I'm bringing in clients for them and I could be doing this for myself. So I finally was like, you know what, this is it. I made my leap. Of, I, I took that leap. I launched my business going into 2020 tax season, you guys. So I launched virtually because I was still working full-time at my job. I was working for Department of Education. It's a federal job. I ran my business, you guys, without a cell phone. So I, I really don't have no... I, when entrepreneurs try to come with me excuses, I'd be like, don't tell me no excuses because... I remember working from like eight o'clock in the morning to nine o'clock at night, driving home 45 minutes, staying up to two and three o'clock in the morning, processing tax appointments. How bad do you want it? How bad do you really want to build your business? You guys. So I ended the season and I didn't take that leap of faith, you guys. So I'm, I'm telling some real, some things, right? Cause you got to have a plan. I could have probably took a leap of faith and like, oh, I'm going to go you know, full time, but no, you got to build up your clientele to make sure that you have the money to be able to 
you know, pay these business expenses and pay your bills and things like that. So I was just like very strategic. I'm like, I'm going to do this first year. I'm going to build up my clientele, you guys. And I had 150 clients that first tax season. I was so excited. I was so proud of myself. I'm like, I can't even believe it because people were, people that's been in the industry were trying to discourage me a little bit and be like, you know, you probably won't even get 25 to 50 clients your first tax season. And I'm just like, don't tell me what, what I can't do. Never let nobody talk fear into your dreams. I ended the season with 100, 150 clients, you guys. So from that moment, I was just like, wow. I said, if I was able to do 150 clients my first tax season, just imagine what I could do my second tax season. But like I said, I was virtual. I let some strangers, you guys, come into my house. You know, I was taking a real risk just because, you know, when it comes to taxes and finance, you know, people want to know you. They want to know who's who dealing with their personal information. So I let some people that I felt comfortable in my house. And I'm just like, OK, I am not about to be letting 300 people come into my house. <laughs> like I said, OK, next step in the journey is get to get an office. And I started mapping out my next year's plans going into 2020, 21 tax season. And I said, OK, mentally in my head, you guys, I knew that that job was hindering me because like I said, I'm working all these hours. I can't even have my cell phone. I used to get in trouble, almost got fired a few times because I'm over here over my break times, trying to respond to as many emails and text messages from my clients. And thank God that my clients, they were so understanding knowing that I was working and still wanted to, to, to support me. So I told myself September, 2020, I'm quitting my job. And then boom, the coronavirus happened. And I'm just like, Oh, shoot. So you, as you guys remember, when the coronavirus first happened, it was only like schools and colleges was closing at the time. It was only for two weeks, if mm -hmm. you guys remember. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, I seen a, a news article. It said um, private loans are about to be deferred. And I'm just like, oh, you know, it said private and federal loans are about to be deferred. As you guys know, student loans have been deferred. And I go into my job the next day and I talk to my boss. I'm like, hey, did you just see this article? They saying that federal and student loans are about to be deferred. So that means that we're not going to have a job because this is what we do. We collect on student loans. And my boss tried to tell me like, no, and that they only say in private. I said, uh-uh. They said federal. The next day, we got a letter saying that we were laid off. Wow. 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock at night, they sent us an email saying that we're all laid off. And you guys, mind you, I already was saying that I wanted to quit my job it quit my job. And I think God, that was the, my, God was telling me like, girl, you thought September is now, the time is now March. And I was nervous for a second, you guys, I'm not even going to lie. I was definitely, it was a moment that creeped back in my head. Like, oh my gosh, like I'm about to lose everything again. Because at the time we didn't know what was going on. Like, this is a job. I'm making good money every single month here. Like, I'm like, I can't do this again. In that moment, in that that determination of never losing everything again, you guys, that put a fire underneath me. Like, I'm like, I got to do whatever I got to do to make sure like I will never lose anything ever again in life. And I said, okay, now is the time. My plan B just turned into my plan A. And I said, I said, Annette, you already been through a loss of a job, but this time you're prepared because you have a business. You have another source of income that you can rely on. Before I didn't have that. I was just getting started with, with that business that I told you guys about in the beginning. So my plan B just turned into my plan A and this is it. So you guys, I call it my faith walk 2021. I, obviously we were on, I 
I'm going to keep be honest. I was on unemployment and I was grateful for that because I put, but, but the thing that if the difference between me and a lot of people, I use that money. I used it right. I paid my bills and I put every single, every single penny else into my business. I made a plan. I had a business developer. I started looking up systems. I started looking up for office spaces. I started looking up marketing strategies. I started doing a lot of groundwork because I said, I'm not going back to a job. Like I said, I told you, I told y'all that was my last job and I meant it. So if that meant me being laid off and God trying to test me to see if, if I'm going to stick to that word that I said, then, Hey, let's, let's do it. So you guys, I, I I'm, I'm, I was able to build up enough. So, right, we didn't know how long unemployment was going to work. So my goal was to make sure I was able to build up enough business income on a recurring basis, on a monthly basis, to make sure that I have enough money to pay my bills every single month. And you guys, I did that because I do bookkeeping. So that's a monthly recurring expense for um, clients. So I was able to do that, you guys. I was able to bring in enough clients to bring to at least pay all my monthly bills. So I was so happy about that. I'm like, okay, so if unemployment do stop, I'm good. I don't, I, I don't want to be on unemployment anyway because I want to be a full-time business owner. Like right, if, right. I, if, if I'm not going back to a job, I got to figure out how I'm going to bring enough money to at least pay my bills and, you know, put some money into my business. So November happened. Oh, okay. Good. Because I was going to ask you, what do you think helped you during this time? Like, you know, because you, it's like you were able to get 150 clients really quickly and things just started to line up. What do, what do you think contributed to that? I think it was a few things, right? I think God, number one, I had to get close to him during this season. During the pandemic, a lot of people was losing their minds, literally. Um, You know, it it, it was was because it was a lot going on. And when it's a lot, when the outside world is panicking and going through all this turmoil, you gotta be, you gotta stay sane. You gotta, you you can't panic. Like, you know, you can't be fearful. Like, you know, fear is, is a virus too, you know, and you, and I had to, I had to like, just really get close with my and really like talk to myself and make a plan and stay close to people that was that was on that same thing like it was a few of us like my my business mentor and her name is MJ Allen I love her to death because she was really like the one who believed in me and believed in this vision and made sure she was right there like just pushing me and I had people I had the right people around me I had the right people around me that like was like you know what Annette like if you're gonna do this I believe you can do this but you better be ready for it. And I kept, I stick to my plan and I I was just focused on my business. I wasn't focused on nothing else. Like I eliminated all distractions. Like if you wasn't, if you're not helping me, praying for me, you know what I'm saying? I just can't be around you. You know, a lot of, you know, a lot of people didn't take this pandemic. I said I was coming out this pandemic a, a millionaire and with God's willing, I'm going to be that in 2022. But it's just like, we have had, you know, this, this doesn't happen. Like, and this will probably be a once in this, in our lifetime, you know, we would probably never see nothing like this again in our lifetime. Right. So it's just like, these are the opportunities, every historic situation that happened similar to a pandemic in history showed them that the entrepreneurs thrived, showed that you needed to you, 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 you better, I, let me tell you, you have, if you wanted to, if you want it bad enough, you're going to make it happen. And that's where I was all 2021. Like I was in a, how bad do you want it? So let me tell you. So November, 
crazy. So unemployment stopped paying me randomly. And I was just like, I was like, all right, I got that money. I, I got, I got money coming in every single month for my clients. So I was a little like, okay. So you guys, so November came, I'm like, okay, it's December. So December, you guys, I had got a contract. I'm like, I'm almost here. It's almost tax season 2021. Like I didn't walk my faith walk. Like I didn't put the work in. Like it is now time. Like it's almost here because I had people doubting me, you guys. I had my my family like, girl, you crazy. What you mean you're not finding it? You're not looking for a job. What you mean you're not going back to a job? I said, I'm not going back to a job because I believe in my dream. I, I believe that it's my time. So December happens. I got a contract with an organization to pay me um, a large amount of money, you guys. And they told me they were going to pay me um, in the middle of December. So you guys, this is... a 11 days away from our grand opening, the organization um, pretty much tells me they can't pay me, that they mess up the budget and they got to pay me in the new year. You guys talk about devastation because I'm like, I really needed that money, you guys, because, you know, I was so happy. This was like the biggest contract that I ever have gotten. And they tell me that they can't pay me, you guys. And I'm already dealing with unemployment not paying me. You know, I'm just barely making it through the clients that is paying me on a month to month basis. So. I, I was devastated and I was just, I was just crying. And I, you talk about financial stress. I can really talk about it and I'm going to really educate people on this because I really went through it. I remember, and I'm so grateful for my mind because I remember I was like in a bed for a whole week and I was just like crying like God, like you got to help me. Like I'm, I'm literally right here. Like you, you just cannot be happening to me right now. Like, and I'm, and I'm telling myself like, I'm, going, I'm talking to myself like, Annette, you got to figure it out. 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 Like you're, you're literally right here. So you guys, I literally, I remember looking at my vision board because every single year, you guys, I'll create a vision board of the goals that I want to manifest for that year. I'm looking at my vision board and the title of it says, walking into the best year of my life. And I'm looking at that praying like God I know you about to change my life financially like I know like this is it like this has to be this has to be happening for me tax season 2021 I done did everything I'm talking about photo shoots I done I done did everything from an entrepreneur perspective to market my business to be ready for this tax season you you can't bring me to December to just pull me back and if you can imagine the type of pressure that I had on myself as well, you guys, like I'm literally risking it all. So when that organization told me they can't pay me, I said, all right, I pray. I'm like, God, you got to hold me down because I'm not paying on my bills this month because i got to sacrifice everything right now. Like I needed, I still needed things for my office. I still need to furnish my office. I need to still make sure that my office was ready for my grand opening, which was January 2nd, 2021. So that same day, as I'm crying, I'm praying out. I'm like, God, like I need a miracle. I need a miracle. Like you got to help me. I leave my house. I'm driving. You guys and my car breaks down. And I'm just like, oh Lord, uh-uh. This is not the miracle that I just asked you for. Cause <laughs> right, I, like, I, <laughs> like, uh-uh. Like this can't happen to me right now. Like, what, and then have you ever heard sometimes it get like, it gets really bad really really bad before it gets good and that's yeah. usually when people quit like i'm telling you you've gone through so many hills and valleys i'm pretty sure at some point other people would be like yeah i would have been checked out of that story <laughs> i would been just went on ahead and worked it at a little tax place in the corner and be like i'm good i'm good i'm good but 
sometimes it has to happen. That's why I always say you'll only fail if you quit. Because sometimes it, it's like you can't pay attention, like I said before, to what it looks like. You're so close, but it doesn't look like it, right? It doesn't look nothing like it should look. It looks like you're just about to fall apart. So tell us what happened when your car broke down, girl. Yes. So I'm sitting there in the middle of the road, you guys. And it's December. It wasn't no snow outside, so I'm happy because I'm in New York, you guys. We get snow. Um, and it's a one lane. So it's I'm at... I live very close to a beach. So I had to go. My office was in the city part of my city. So I'm getting on the expressway. It's a one lane road and my car stopped. And you guys, the way that my car stopped, it wasn't like a regular stop. Because I know some of you guys know, you kind of know how your car, if you you know, like when your car about to do something crazy. I, the way that my car stopped, it felt like uh, something was pulling my car to stop at that exact moment it was the most bizarre thing that I have ever experienced in my life so I'm just like okay what's going on because I cannot deal you guys I can't deal with no more financial problems right now like I'm literally already risking everything like I can't afford no financial problems that happen to me right now so I'm looking I have gas I have oil there's no lights on my car to give me an idea like something is wrong that I just didn't see nothing is wrong i'm like what is wrong with my car nothing nothing could be wrong with my car you guys i have a 2018 jeep compass it's not an old hoopty you know what i'm saying it's decent so nothing should be wrong nothing should be wrong so i got people they riding by me they probably cursing me out i already know they was like girl what is you doing you literally right here in the middle of the road so i'm just like oh my gosh like i said you guys i ain't paying none of my bills when that company somebody come pay me i ain't paying nothing car payment rent nothing so I, I'm calling the bank because I'm like, dang, these people don't turn my car off. I ain't paying my car payment. And mind you, you guys, like, I laugh about it now because, <laughs> like, they they don't do that. Like, they can't do that. So, as as I'm on the phone with the bank, a guy he he pulls up. He says, he's like, hey, ma'am, do you need some help? I'm like. I'm like, I don't know. My car won't turn back on. Like, I think I know why. Because you guys, I ain't want to be embarrassed. Like, I'm already like, oh my gosh. If this, I ain't want to have to tell this guy, like, my car won't turn back. You know, because people start asking you questions. Like, they want to help you. They want to help you figure it out. So I was just like, I think I know why. So I'm on the phone with the bank. And they was like, hey, Miss Campbell, like, you're only a few days late. Like, we, we don't do that. Whoever took my call that day, they probably was like, what is wrong with this girl? <laughs> but you guys, like, I'm panicking because, like, it's like, I can't afford this right now. Like, this th- this can't happen. So um, the guy was like, well, I need to get you to the side of the road because you're in a very dangerous spot. So I was like, okay. We finally was able to get my car. And mind you, I'm, I'm trying to get my car to work to show him, like, I don't know what's wrong with my car. So push to start. We finally was able to get my car into neutral. Um, he pushes me to the side of the road, you guys. He comes back, he me $250. And I just start busting out crying, you guys, because I'm just like, sir, I'm I, I, I'm just crying. And I'm like, sir, like, you don't even understand what I'm going through right now. I said, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm 11 days away from my grand opening. I said, I got laid off due to the pandemic. And I told myself I was not going back to um, a job. And he asked me, he's like, what kind of business do you have? I said, I have a tax business. And he was like, oh, wow. And then he, he said, he was like, I'm actually an entrepreneur too. He's like, I'm actually a multimillionaire. Wow. I'm like, I'm looking at him. Because you guys, the same day, 
that same exact morning, this is how my faith was. I posted a vision board magazine cover that says I will be a multimillionaire in 2021. And that's within hours. Your words are powerful. Watch what you say out your mouth on your life, your business, anything. Your words are powerful. Mind you, I'm still being faithful to the journey. Faith Walk 2020. I'm still being faithful to the journey. Like I'm still, even though I got all this financial stuff, you, you, you can't give up. You can't give up. Like Brandy said, it's going to be things that's going to happen in your journey that's going to try to test you. And it's going to get worse and worse and worse. And you you just, you got to keep going, you guys. So I was still being faithful. Like, this is still happening for me. And mind you, it was motivation for me too as well. Because it's like, that encouraged me like, yes. And I show him the picture. And I'm just like, sir, I start crying even more. Because I'm just like, I literally just posted this this day. Tay, not be a multimillionaire. How do I fall in the vicinity the energy of a multimillionaire within hours? And I, so he, he looking at me, he's like, wow. He was like, he was like, Annette. He was like, you can't give up. He was like, you, he was like, I lost everything three years ago. And I'm like, I lost everything too. And he was like, I built my, he was like, I worked my butt off. He was like, I grind my butt off. He was like, there's, you're always going to be tested right before victory happens. Like, Mm -hmm. and he said, I want to tell you, you got to keep going. Like you got to keep going. He was like, it's something about you that he's like, I don't just come out telling people I'm a multimillionaire because that's not what we do. But it was something that I just, it just, I needed to tell you this. So he said, I'll give you my phone number. He's like, I can help you. I can give you a lot of advice. He was like, I made $40 million this, this past year. And he said, I got a lot of businesses. I can help you. And I'm just like looking like in shock, like, like what? So I'm just yeah. like, thank you. I'm just like saying, I'm just so, I'm just so in awe. I'm, I'm just like, thank you so much. Like you don't even understand how much this means to me. And he was like, well, what you want to do about your car? And I said, well, I guess I'm about to get it towed. So I was like, well, let me just try one more time. You guys tell me why my car turned back on. <laughs> car turned back on. Mm-hmm. So he looking at me. He, yeah, I'm t- He's looking, he was like, he was like, he was, he, he was shocked too, because he seen me trying to get this car to work. Like it would not budge. So he looked at me, he was like, God stopped your car for a reason. He put you in the, in my space for a reason. He was like, I really feel invested into you now, you guys. Let me tell you something. My car drove all the way up until uh, like July of 2021 with no issues because you guys, I went on a two week vacation to St. Lucia and my car was probably like, girl, don't you leave me here for two weeks and don't turn me on. You guys, my car ran fine after that day no problems no issues like you can't tell me that that wasn't God showing up and showing out for me because mind you just before I left my house I'm crying I'm praying out for a miracle God was like okay he gonna show up fast don't ever he showed up fast for me my car turned and he sent me that angel real fast to show me like look you gonna be good like you gonna you you, you 11 days you can't give up now you got to keep going. And I think God knew, like, I couldn't handle my car. Uh-uh. How, well, how was going to get back and forth to my office? Like, I couldn't deal with that. So I think he knew, like, yeah, you better have to turn my car back on. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you guys, like, and from that day, it was just like, so many things happened. Like, I went on to just tell, I, I just to tell you guys, I went, it was like three confirmations back to back to back. God was like, 
all right, I'm going to show you. I'm about to show you something. So the second day I got on Clubhouse and my friend pinged me into a group. It said the devil had, God had a plan, but the the devil had a plot, but God had a plan. That was the name of the group. That was when Clubhouse was very popping, y'all. Like, you know, that was when everybody was on Clubhouse and stuff like that. <laughs> and um, I'm, I'm in a group. I'm listening to people start to share their testimonies and things like that. And I, I was like, I got to tell my, I got to tell, I got to tell somebody what just happened to me yesterday. So I, I told my testimony, you guys. And mind you, I was in that group for 45 minutes. And no pastor had past, prophesied over, um, at least for the time frame that I was in there over the, whoever said the testimony. When I said my testimony, I told the same story. I'm just telling y'all a pastor prophesied over my life. He was like, God just told me to tell you this. He was like, you're what you're, you're literally, God is about to change your life. He was like, you are literally, he was like, you are here to help thousands of people financially. He was like, you think it's just going to be taxes. It's going to be more than just taxes. You're going to help people in so many different areas. And he, he started to say all these things, you guys, like it was just, I was just crying. And, and mind you, I have witnesses, my friends, some of my friends happened to be on the call. They was calling me after like, Oh my God. And then like, we just heard that. Like, this is crazy. Like, I'm like, in awe, like, like you're going to be a motivational speaker. Like you're going to be telling your story. You're going to be telling your testimony. Like, and mind you guys, like this past year, I, I told my, had over 10 speaking events. It, it just was so crazy. And then the third confirmation was like, I've never seen nothing like this in my life. Like I didn't see rainbows. I didn't see different clouds and stuff like that. But it was like, when I came out of my house that third day, it was like a cloud and it was like a, a cloud was, it was so weird the way that it happened. Cause it's like, it felt like it opened up as soon as I walked out my house and it was like a light. It was like a light that was shining down on me. And I felt like God was telling me like, it's a light at the end of the tunnel and that you better not give up. You're almost there. So you guys, January 2nd, 2021, um, I ended up being on the news, the radio, I had a billboard, 400 clients later you guys i made over six figures i walked into the new year negative a thousand dollars in my bank account 400 clients later six figures later you can't tell me like my faith walk 2020 worked like i put everything i was down to my last like i put every single penny every dollar into my business like and it was because i wanted it that bad it was because when I lost everything three years ago, I became super passionate about helping people financially, helping people understand like there is there. You don't have to struggle. And it's just like I, I've been through everything. I lost everything. I had good credit, literally everything you can think of from a financial perspective. Like I done been through it all. So it's just like that became my passion. And usually what your, your, your pain usually becomes your testimony, which usually becomes your passion to help other people, you know, be not become, you know evolve from that person that you used to be as well so I, I I'm telling you like I I literally tears always get into my eyes every single time I tell my story because like it was just truly life-changing like my life literally changed in 2021 like literally I'm a full-time entrepreneur was able to sustain myself to be able to pay two sets of bills you guys I'm paying my home bills and my office bills um I had a team and life has just been amazing from from that and that was just literally truly a testimony of never giving up like I it, and it was a journey it was literally a journey like I had to go through losing everything and I wouldn't change it for the world like I wouldn't change it because I wouldn't be who I am today I wouldn't be 
able to even be talking in, on this podcast right now and giving y'all the sense of inspiration and motivation. Um, so never giving up um, and making your dream a reality. It's like I manifested this moment sleeping on the floor three years ago of having my own tax office, my own tax firm and tax and accounting firm and, you know, being able to help a lot of people. And it's like, I always wanted to help people, but God gave me the vehicle through taxes. I'm able to talk to people. I'm able to help people. I'm able to figure out their goals and their dreams and talk to them and let them know like things are still possible and just show. And like, also I'm scared. I'm just, considered you guys a statistic i grew up in foster care you know it's like i ain't coming from you know the rich family or anything Mm -hmm. you know i'm coming from you know i'm relatable like i i'm coming from the same struggle as a lot of people and to show people like it is possible so that is the text that is tax experience is now here um If you haven't heard of Gloss Genius and are serious about improving your beauty business, I suggest you check it out. Gloss Genius has become one of the industry's leading booking, marketing, and payment apps, and is the only one that's smart, stylish, and here to support you. Tens of thousands of independent and small teams across salons or spas nationwide trust Gloss Genius to help them run their business. We can see why. You get beautiful, customized booking websites, easy client marketing tools, and the lowest fees on built-in payments and many more features for one low monthly price. The best part is that the Business Beauty Network podcast listeners get 20% off your monthly subscription, which makes your subscription under $20 per month. On top of that, the team at Gloss Genius will move all of your client info over, any notes, upcoming appointments, and services for free within a couple of days of signing up. To sign up for Gloss Genius, download the Gloss Genius app in your phone on the App Store and enter the code BBNBOSS. That's BBNBOSS. You will find more information in the show notes. And I thank you for sharing that and being so transparent with your story and I wanted you to share it because we always hear those stories about how she's making six figures or she's making millions now and we think we we can see their overnight success but the overnight success is never overnight right you know it's never overnight and if somebody right now that is going through something similar, if somebody right now that has lost everything mm-hmm. and they're they're fighting for their business, they're fighting for their life and they feel like quitting. And I feel like your story may be something they need to hear to know that they are not alone, that they are not the only one and that we all go through. But your current situation doesn't define who you are and you don't have to stay there. You know, things can change. And now he's using you in the finance area to help people with their business. So I want to kind of like transition into that because let's talk about like what you're doing for businesses and how you help them with their tax and bookkeeping services through the tax experience. Yes. So as I know, um, that's one reason why I named my business a tax experience, you guys. And mind you, it took me forever to come up with this business name because I had the vision. I already knew that I was going to be 
a business that was going to be very um, impactful and I was going to be um, in different states. So that's the reason why, you know, because a lot of people that's in the finance and tax industry, they have like their last name as a tax business. But the tax experience is because it's just more than just taxes. So through taxes, I'm able to have, you know, help people with their taxes because number one, we all know taxes, you know, when you hear the word taxes, you're like, oh my God. <laughs> I gotta pay these taxes. It's tax season. Some people might have the negative, and some people be like, "Hey, I got a refund coming." But I wanted to start a business that you know is um, being working at these huge organizations, right? These huge tax industry um, tax companies. They're not educating us. They don't. We don't understand taxes. We don't understand paying taxes. We don't understand different credits. We don't understand the tax code is like forty seven thousand pages long. Like. The average person is never going to read that. Me, I'm probably like the tax nerd that does like to to go through it all and dissect it all. But um, I wanted to be able to, number one, help people with their taxes to help them understand, um, especially business owners. So business owners is really my niche because, you know, they don't understand taxes. They don't understand how to file their business taxes. And those things are so important to the wealth building process, to building a profitable, sustainable business to help you with so many different things. So um, the tax experience is taxes and I help with so much more, like helping people with business strategy, helping people with, you know, um, investments, um, helping people with just so many different things. Like I just do so much and, and it's, that's why it's a tax experience because my clients are just not coming to me just for taxes. And that's that I'm literally, we are literally talking about their goals and their dreams and I'm helping them figure out how to get there, or I'm helping them, you know, fix messes that they may have had in the past or, you know, just whatever they may need help with. Right. We were talking earlier about, having, you know, a vision for like even your finances and everything. And I want you to kind of dive into that a little bit because I was telling you about like my vision is, you know, I know I have an income goal that I want to meet every month. So I'm always looking at, well, how, you know, how many clients I need to get that, like how much it is. And, I, you know, and I look at it from that standpoint, I think oftentimes business owners don't look at that. Like they don't look at like the overall vision of the business, like the income, they're not tracking it. Like bookkeeping is a really big issue. So I want you to kind of talk about some of your tips with that. Yes, bookkeeping, bookkeeping, bookkeeping. So now um, a lot of business owners are panicking right now as we speak because it's tax season and they have not tracked, they have not kept up with their business records to be able to be ready to, to file taxes. So that is like the biggest thing that I talk about that I push as a service because number one, um, with everything that's going on, right? There's a lot of legislation changes. Um, Biden, you guys heard what he's trying to do with those 1099s, you know, with your third party cash, you know, if you're using those, these, um, apps such as Cash App, Zelle, Venmo, PayPal, those are specifically what's supposed to be used for personal transactions. And the reason why he put this new legislation, which is in effect as of January 1, 2022, but it will not affect you until your next next year. So for this year, you're not going to get 1099s for um, those third-party apps such as Cash App and PayPal and things of that nature. You will get one for next when you file your taxes next year. But the reason why he is actually doing that is because, like I said, those apps were made for 
personal transactions. They weren't made specifically for business owners. And obviously business owners use them as, you know, ways to maybe avoid filing, you know, filing that income, you know. (laughs) So that is the reason why. But if you are a business owner, which I hope you are doing everything you're supposed to do correctly, you really don't have anything to worry about because you should be gathering um, that income from wherever you collect your income for your business. You should be gathering those things, gathering that income and reporting on your taxes anyways. So, that's, you know, I know a lot of people have been talking about that and been wondering about that. So I kind of wanted to definitely touch on that. But this is where bookkeeping comes into play, you guys, because I try to tell business owners, don't use all of, first of all, I really don't like cash apps as a business, um, as a way to collect money for business. I just don't like it. I just don't feel like it's a professional form of business, right? And I think like those third-party transactions, they're really not, the professional way you should be conducting business, you know, collecting your money. I understand it's very convenient and things like that, but you should be using Square. You should be using Stripe. You should be using PayPal business. You should be using things like that because those were specifically third-party payment processing apps that that are made for businesses to collect money or, you know, use QuickBooks. But, you know, I'll touch on QuickBooks um, a little bit later, but um, QuickBooks, I mean, Look at me talking about QuickBooks. I must want to talk about QuickBooks. Um, <laughs> bookkeeping, you should, bookkeeping is not, um, and we, me and Brandy were talking about this earlier. A lot of people think that, oh, I have these, I have, okay, so maybe you are using Square. That's not doing bookkeeping. Bookkeeping is two steps of bookkeeping. Number one, having a digital way of how you're collecting money because a lot of people like to use cash. I stay, I say stay away from cash. And if you are going to use cash, Square actually allows you, so say for example, um, you know, I'll use me for example, say for someone, they come, they get their taxes done, I'm sending them an invoice and they want to pay me in cash, I can still record that in Square. Mm -hmm. So you still have that digital record. So I try to tell people to make sure everything is being tracked digitally and make sure you have your business bank account. That's a big one. Make sure you have your business bank account and making sure that you're only using the, all those business, your business funds are going into that business bank account and you're using, um, you're using, um, your card for any business expenses, but back to bookkeeping. So, um, making sure that you have number one, you have your third party, um, payment apps such as Square, Stripe, um, things like that. And then that's the way how you collect your money. The second part is actually organizing the money. So you need to be knowing every single month, you should be doing this on a monthly basis. So you could be using something like QuickBooks. You can be using something. I do sell a bookkeeping bundle that you are number one, you're figuring, you know, say if you are using Stripe and PayPal or Stripe or whatever you're using, you should be recording. Okay. This is customer X purchase, whatever you recording your income, and then you're recording your expenses because then you're going to be able to see what was your profit for the month. You're going to be able to see how much income you brought in versus how much expenses and bookkeeping by doing this. Number one, you're keeping very accurate records. Number two, you're, you're able to make better business decisions. You guys, I was able to help one of my clients save $10,000 this year alone because she was just, she's just like, Annette, I'm, I'm, I'm making money, but I feel like I'm not really making the money. And it's because she's spending money frivolously. She has no budget. She was spending, she had, she had a natural hair care business. Um, and she had, I was able to help her get 
business credit to make sure that she had trade lines. And now she's not just randomly going to Amazon or randomly going whatever she can and get her, her containers to store her natural hair care products in. Now she's had, she has a budget and she knows what she needs to be purchasing every single month. And she's purchasing at a wholesale price versus a retail price, which is saving her thousands of dollars. And we were, I was able to see that because she, we started doing bookkeeping. So on a monthly basis, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why is your profit margins? Your profit margins don't make sense. You're not making no money. So we got to figure out where is your money actually going? And we can see that through bookkeeping because now we're going to be able to see, okay, you're spending this on your, you know, tops and lids. You're spending this on your oils and your fragrances. You're spending this on your packaging and things like that. We're able to see those things so we can understand where we need to cut costs or, you know, where, where we need to kind of put money differently. Um, so. That's why bookkeeping is so important. And then the best, the, the, the most important part of it all, it helps you save money at tax season. You know, the way, the reason why people pay a lot of money, business owners, they're like, why I'm paying so much money? Number one, we have to, we also, I also want to mention this. A lot of business owners think that they're not going to pay any money. As a business owner, you gonna pay taxes. The more money you make, you want to make, you want to make six figures, you want to make millions of dollars, you're going to pay that you got to look at it as, okay, you just think about when you were working, you were working a job before you even got paid, you were already paying the taxes. Taxes get tight, taken off off the top and was automatically going to the IRS. As a business owner, this is where we have the advantage. All of our money is coming to us first and we pay the IRS last. And the way that we able to pay, um, so so with that being said, we're going to we're going to pay them something. We're going to pay them our 15 percent. You know, if you're a LLC, self-employed individual, you're going to be paying 15 percent, which is your self-employment tax. So you got to think about you're already going to be owning 15 percent, but you have control over how much you pay them. And that goes to your bookkeeping and your expenses. So I hope that explains a little bit on how, why bookkeeping is so important because it really helps you start to make better business decisions. And then let's take it a step further. A lot of business owners um, don't, you know, they're, they, 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 they're making money and they're like, okay, they don't, they feel a little bit stuck. You got to have Every year you should have, you should be writing down your goals and you should have some purpose driven goals and you should understand what you want to do with your money, right? As a business owner, we got into business to make money, to get our time freedom, but it doesn't just stop there. So for example, if you want a house, if you want investment property, and that's ways that you can start saving on your taxes, because if you don't, if you don't, if you're not moving your money strategically in different places, so you want to move your, your money versus paying it to the IRS. You want to move it to an investment property, move it to an asset. So at least you're making more money versus paying that money to the government, because you got to start getting strategic with your, with your, your vision and the money that you're making for your business. So many of us, especially in the hair industry, you guys can make a lot of money very fast. I always tell anybody in the beauty industry, I tell my clients this, some of my beauty clients, you guys can become millionaires so fast. You guys don't even know it, but you guys got to be, you guys got to do good bookkeeping and you got to have a strategy for the money that you are making. So if you making a hundred, shoot, some of some shoot, they can easily make a hundred thousand dollars in like, I don't know, fast. So you need to be understanding what you want to do with that money so you can make more money. We can't just be using our money 
and using it and taking it and spending it for liabilities and not using that money towards an asset. I'm going to take the money that I'm building that I'm making for my business and go get assets to make me more money while I'm continuing making that money in my, in my, um, regular, um, business mm-hmm. if that makes sense this yeah, that makes yeah, sense yeah, okay i feel you yeah thanks for sharing that and then like another thing too i want to um share a brief story because you you tapped into a lot but i i it was a a client of mine who was in a suite and she had an experience where she just just for the lack of knowledge and i just want to share this because i think this could happen a lot so she was just really trying to be honest right so whatever she made this particular year, we'll just say she made $60,000 as a stylist in her suite this year, right? And so this particular year, she made $60,000. And so when she filed her taxes, she didn't file any expenses. It was just, mm-hmm. she filed like she made, because she was a bookkeeper, she had a bookkeeper, right? So she just pulled like from square, or we you know, and it said that she, you know, made 60000 some some dollars that particular year. And she got, I mean, they taxed the mess out of her. She owed so much money. And she actually ended up getting into a financial situation where she lost her suite that following year because she just, you know, got financially bad. And it was just, it's nothing bad on her. It was the lack of knowledge. She wasn't, she didn't understand how it worked. She didn't understand taxes. She didn't understand that she should have, there's no way you, 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 you're a business owner. So there's no way you should be taxed on that whole 60,000. What about your suite that you're paying for? What about your products? What about all these things that it takes to run your business? These are expenses that you can take out. So you, she, it could have been $40,000 really if she had tracked her expenses, right? But she did not. So she had to pay taxes on all that money. And I, I wanted to really like say that because I'm pretty sure it might be other people who have experienced something like that. And you think, okay, well, I, I thought I was tracking it, but it's not just tracking. It's not enough to track. Like your bookkeeping tells a story. It tells a story of how you spend money. It tells a story of, you know, like where your money is coming in and where it's going out and what's going on. It tells the whole story. So just you tracking it on square, I know doesn't tell the story. And so it's not enough. And I really just wanted to really tap into that because I know a lot of uh, beauty professionals are not properly bookkeeping. This is a newer subject, or maybe it's a subject that they have ran away from because nobody really wants to talk about this stuff, but it's very, very important. And I'm glad that you're on today because being that we're at the top of the year and tax season is coming, you know what I'm saying? We need to learn how to properly prepare so that we don't end up owing more than we should. Absolutely, absolutely, definitely. And that is... You you definitely said a gem right there. It's so many expense, it's so many deductions, you guys, and you don't want to like you said, like a lot of, and that happens. So a lot of people in in the, in in just not only the beauty industry in every industry, they don't track. You you have to because like it like you're gonna pay it to the government, and that could also be a red flag, which leads to an audit because they're gonna be like, wait a minute, you made all this money, you don't have no expenses, that don't make no sense. Let's audit you. Now they pulling. Your, your your bank statements and now they're going through everything and that's another thing I want to touch on you guys like you have to do things right if you want to make if you want to become have these big aspirations these goals to make millions and billions of dollars you have to do like we can't get around taxes it just is what it is we can't get around it we have to make sure that we're doing these things because we don't want to even go into an audit you guys audits can 
if you get the bad order, I've been through audits with my clients um, and they really go line for line. They are literally looking at every single thing that you are doing in your business and you guys, like they're not nice about it. They will find you um, worse. They can take your business, like that's worst case extreme scenario that they can take your business away from you. Like you can no longer do business. So like, you don't want those things to happen. And like, they can happen. People never think they're going to happen to it. It's like, why would you want like, you're putting everything into these businesses. You're putting the blood, sweat, and tears, the every single thing, the money, the time, the energy, you know, why would you want to risk having your business at jeopardy because you just don't want to do the right things? And money is a big part of doing business. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's the heart of the business. You got to take care of that. Right. Um, so and I love how you said it, it paints the picture. It, bookkeeping really does tell the, the, the journey and the story. And for example, like I was also able to help one of my clients. We're able to see like her, um, her trends in her business. Okay. She might make more money um, January, uh, you know, October, November, December. Okay. If we know that you're making more money during those months, what do we need to focus on? Maybe we need to put more money, money towards marketing during your off months. Like we, it's so many different things that we're able to strategize. And a lot of people in the beauty industry too, like, you know, build off of what you already have. Like a lot of people try to like go start all these different new businesses, build off of what you have, like rent out your um suites, you know, get other people to work under you, train people. Then you get in booth rent from those people, you know, sell, you know, a, a, a you know, maybe a product that you use on your clients, sell, you know, some lashes, you know, we love our lashes, um, oh, sell yeah. some lashes. <laughs> you know, sell these different things. So you always have you, you're, cause you want to get into the place, especially as service-based entrepreneurs, because I'm a service-based entrepreneur. We got to have different things that we can be bringing in money passively. Mm-hmm. We want to get, we want to tap into that because, you know, especially as um, hairstylists, like, you know, your hands, your hands after a while, you ain't going to be, a, you, you, you want to, you, you know, a lot of people I heard, they talk about arthritis and they got to get, mm-hmm. you know, you know, that's an expense too. If you got to go to a, a massage therapist and things like that for your hands and things like that, that's a write-off. So I'm not sure if you guys are doing that, do it. Um, but you, you want to protect yourself and you do definitely should have personal liability and sh- you should have disability insurance because if, if you are able you know, something goes happening wrong in your business and that's your main source of income, you want to be able to have that income coming in. And you also want to think about your extra strategies too as well. So that's why bookkeeping is going to be able to help you on just so many different levels, so many different levels. I'm glad you really tapped into how it helps because I think maybe some people may not, you know, understand that completely. And sometimes it's like, okay, that's something that I don't have to do right now. You know what I'm saying? I get that a lot. I've talked to people and it's like, well, you know, that's kind of expensive or whatever, but you know, it, it does cost to operate in business. And that's why we have to use our finances as tools. And I want, I really want you to, uh, you know, tap into that a little bit, you know, giving your money an assignment, you know what I'm saying? Like, get, you know, using it as a tool. You said something early, like having a vision for your money. I had wrote it down, but yeah, you know, just having a vision for it and using it as a tool as well. And so in order to do that, you got to know, you got to track it. You got to have the bookkeeping in order. And now you have to plan it. And I like the way you said, like, 
maybe you shouldn't, you know, advertise more during your slow seasons. People don't really think about that, really promote more during your slow seasons. I talk about that a lot. There's a trend I do is like things you can do when it's slow. You know, marketing is one of the things I talk about, like working on that, putting, finding ways to connect with clients. You didn't have time before. You was busy behind the chair constantly. But now that you're slower, you can connect with more people. You can network. You can, there's a lot of things that you can do. So I just want to kind of like tap into that a little bit. Also, I wanted to say like taxes, a lot of people due to the pandemic, I want to touch on two things due to the pandemic, a lot of people, right? Everybody heard about the SBA and PPP loans, right? And a lot of people did not get those loans and grants and things like that because they weren't doing what? their taxes. Mm -hmm. So you guys, it holds you back when it comes to funding, business credit and things like that. You know, if you want to use other people's money, you got to make sure your own money, like they can see that on paper. They don't care about what you make on social media. They don't care about how much, you know, it depends, you know, if you have some cash maybe, but like, you know, they want to see that on paper. That's how they are judging your business to see how much you're making and to actually legitimize and make sure that you are a real business by your taxes. So you guys, that is big. And a lot of these businesses, you know, who, who, um, some of them, they probably didn't, they didn't have any control over it. But if a lot of these businesses put through, put, um, a savings emergency plan in place and had money, maybe some of these business would have never went out of business during the pandemic. So that's another thing that bookkeeping it, you know, knowing how to pay yourself, knowing how to pay, put that money aside for taxes, having those, that emergency savings fund, having your investment, you know, fund where you able to, you know, invest into Airbnbs and all this other kind of stuff that people, you know, love to do now as another stream of income. So, those things are so important. And to touch on the vision of your strategy, like you need to break down your money. Like the way that I was able to get the six figures, you guys, I knew exactly how many clients I needed. I knew exactly how many clients and now I'm laser focused on getting that, those clients. Um, so you need, so everybody like, oh yeah, two, what is 274 a day to get the six figures. Oh, it's $83,000 a month to get to a million dollars. But how does your business, your products and service correlate to that number? that's what you need to do to break it down because now you have a laser focus you know okay me i knew 400 clients at a minimum of a personal tax return was going to get me to six figures which told me that i was going to make more than six figures because i know everybody that was coming to me was not going to be a personal tax return i was going to have businesses i know I need, um, what I got a hundred, 150 clients. That's going to give me $600,000 in revenue on bookkeeping. I know exactly how many clients I need. So I'm laser focused on getting to that number, getting to that goal. So that's what, you know, we, we need to start breaking down. I call it profit, um, profit strategy. I do those a lot with clients really breaking down those numbers. And then I correlate to, you know, their, their monthly expenses, business expenses. So, you know, exactly how much income and then how minus your your expenses to make sure that you're really getting there. Um, And then also plan for taxes because you know, it's more money you make, the more money the IRS wants. So we have to plan, strategize and plan and talk about that. Um, There's different things that it's, this is a whole nother conversation, but there's so many different things that you could do um, to help you save in taxes, like switching your business to an S corporation. Um, you guys, that has to be done. Um, if Say, for example, you made, I tell people to switch to an S corporation if they made anywhere between 60 to $100,000, because as an LLC, you're taxed twice. You're taxed your 15% self-employment tax, and then you're taxed on the AGI. Um, so you lose, um, when you switch to an S corporation, you only be 
being taxed twice. So the business is not being taxed. You're, you're getting a K-1 that you tax on a personal side. I know it probably doesn't make a lot of sense right now, but that is a strategy. The only thing with switching to an S-corporation is that you cannot go back to LLC and you have to be on payroll um, and you have to do your month, your taxes a month earlier. So you have to do it by March 15th. So for you guys, this is a strategy that you can still put into effect now, you guys. So get your bookkeeping in order, figure out how much you made, and you can still file as S corporation, but you have to file it by March 15th to take advantage of those tax um, savings. So that's something that you can still do right now, as well as um, putting money towards your retirement, you guys, as entrepreneurs, nobody has a retirement. So, you know, definitely think about a Roth IRA. That is, you can do, you can use a Roth IRA for so many different things. Number one, obviously saving towards your retirement. You can, um, invest, um, out of your Roth IRA to save on, you know, capital gain taxes from, cause everybody's into crypto and stocks and stuff like that. You can save on there. You can buy houses out of your Roth IRA. It's so, it's so many different strategies. So get your books in order and it'll just help you strategize and keep more of that money in your pocket, or at least it, it can go towards your wealth building process. Great tips, great tips. So Annette, you do have a webinar coming up. So tell us about that. Yes, yes. I have a webinar. It is January 18th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is a free webinar. So I'm going to be diving deep um, and as for business owners or just anyone can jump on too as well. If you want to know like the tax tips, um, updates, things that you need to be aware of going into this tax season, things that you could do to help you save, um, money, um, to lower your, your tax liability for this tax season. So that's coming up. Um, definitely feel free to head over to, um, my social media pages to click the link. I believe Brandy will have my link too. Um, so you guys can just definitely, you know, it's good to have good information, you guys. This that, that, this could be a paid webinar that I'm doing right now. As much gems and jewels and knowledge I'm going to be dropping. But I wanted to make it um, available for a lot of people because I know it's this time of the season and a lot of people just need to know things to help them better prepare. And that's a part of my mission um, at the Tax Experience. So definitely tune in. Awesome. So I'll make sure I have all of that information in the show notes. So Annette, you've been through a lot. Um, you've had some hills and valleys and I'm glad things are going well with you and your business. I can tell you love and have a passion for what you do. Um, how do you stay motivated? I stay motivated by setting number one. Um, I always want to make sure that I'm in line with what God wants for me in my life. So I always make sure that, you know, whatever he wants me to do, I'm in alignment with that. And I'm walking um, towards that. But I also set big goals for myself. I, I, I noticed that, you know, I have a goal to become um, a billionaire, right? So I would never stop. I have goals to, you know, open up so many different businesses and, um, you know, my God, my first appearance, like I want to, I have one left and I want to create my uh, non-for-profit and, you know, take her all over the world. And, um, just so many things, my goals are big. They scare me. So that's what really keeps me going. Um, and I think that if a lot of people put big goals, you know, still be attainable, right? I don't get, you know, depressed if I don't accomplish a goal at that period of time but it's it's a marathon not a sprint and you know this is my life mission to help people financially so whatever I'm directed to and guided towards on helping people that's what stay me um keeps me motivated 
staying around, you know, other boss women, you know, having these conversations like with, with you, Brandy, you know, meeting other people, connecting with other people um, who are doing amazing things, you know, maybe further along than me as well. That's what keeps me motivated um, to see our people just um, thriving. That's what keeps me motivated. Um, I just I just want to do so much in the world and, you know, and leave my impact and leave my stamp on this um, earth. And, you know, I want kids. So I want to make sure that I'm building a future um, that is that they will appreciate me for um, as well. So keep those goals high, keep them big. Um, if they don't scare you, they're not big enough. So get some goals that scare you. That's what really keeps me motivated. Awesome, awesome. I know you wanted to drop a book, Jim. I had wrote it down. So share your favorite book or book recommendation you have. Yes, I have so many books, you guys. Uh, I love books. So that's another thing that keeps like in the beginning of my entrepreneurship journey, I read, 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 read a lot of books and I listened to a lot of motivational speakers. But this one is a good one. It's called The Blue Ocean Strategy. Um, this is a good one in regards to marketing, you guys, because, um, you know, the best marketer wins, right? A lot of us are all, we're all in industries that have been proven successful, right? So how are you going to stand out in your marketplace and um, just continue to just thrive and grow? So that is a good book um, to just help you grow from a marketing perspective, because, you know, sometimes we kind of slack on marketing a little bit. So we, we always have to be so creative and inventing the ways on how to market um, to our audiences. So um, I'm also reading Crazy Faith by Mike Todd. I know a lot of y'all know about Mike Todd. That is a really good one too. So get a chance, you know, definitely grab those books. Make sure you're reading. Um, they said the average CEO reads about 60 books a year. So it looks like I got a lot of reading to do. <laughs> I guess I got to do. <laughs> well, the year just because, so the, the year is looking good. It's, it's just... It's, you know, early in the year, <laughs> but, but I, I, I absolutely agree. It really has helped me. And I've had, you know, definitely me reading and listening to things that empower me and, you know, connecting with people that think differently definitely can help you in your entrepreneurial journey. And that has been so great having you on a podcast today. Can you tell everybody how they can reach you and find you on the world like that? Yes. Thank you so much, Brandy. I really appreciate you um, inviting me on today. So you can find me at my website is thetaxexperience.com. On Facebook, it is Annette Campbell or The Tax Experience. And on Instagram, it is underscore success with Annette. And I am on TikTok, The Tax Experience um, as well. So definitely feel free to reach me. Um, I am here and ready and willing to help you guys all win financially. Awesome, awesome. And then Campbell, everybody, as always, stay great and we're out. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast today. Make sure you subscribe. Check us out on Apple Podcasts and leave a review. I want to hear from you. Email me at info at businessbeautynetwork.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at I am Brandy Taylor and Facebook at I am Brandy Taylor. I want to connect with you, so let's stay connected. And remember that all things are possible if you only believe. Stay great.